This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Now, continuing coverage of the expenses scandal at the legislature on the Simi Sarah Show. All right, this is actually happening right now. Mike Farnworth, the public safety minister, the solicitor general, and in this case, the uh, NDP House leader, is announcing the findings of the McLaughlin report. And once again, to refresh your memory, the McLaughlin report was done by Beverly McLaughlin, the former chief justice of the Supreme Court of Canada. And it was done to come in, take a look at all these allegations that were going around about misspending at the legislature, not of the elected MLAs, but of the people who worked at the legislature, specifically the former sergeant at arms and the former clerk of the legislature. So House leaders received this report about two weeks ago. They've been talking about it. They've obviously looked at the recommendations. They had some of the information uh, redacted and are just releasing it this morning. So parts have been kind of blacked out to protect the identity of some of the witnesses who came forward. So what we've heard is that the House leaders accept all of the recommendations in this report. Here's what it's found out. Now, you really have to dig into it. It's very thorough. And as Keith Baldry mentioned to us earlier, you yourself can go online and read this report in its entirety. And I do recommend that you do that because it's a very specific document. You can find it at ledge.bc.ca. That's leg.bc.ca. It's right there on the order of the day. The McLaughlin report listed there. Just click on it and, and take a look at it. So just taking a quick look at what they have found so far is that the McLaughlin report says that the former sergeant-at-arms, Gary Lentz, did not engage in misconduct. The result is not the same, the recommendation not the same, for the former clerk of the legislature. Um, and it says he did, in respect uh, of expense claims, uh, engage in misconduct. He directed benefits to his advantage, uh, removed property, and improperly used legislature property for personal use. Uh, remember the suits? Uh, this was a big part of the allegations that were levied by uh, the Speaker of the Legislature, Daryl Pleckis, that he was on a trip with James and Lentz and uh, the clerk at the time, he alleges Craig James, ordered a whole bunch of very expensive suits while they were over in the UK and claimed that they were part of a new uniform rule. Uh, Ms. McLaughlin directly takes a look at those accusations and she comes to the conclusion that those suits were acquired by Craig James for his personal use and that the claims and reimbursement breached legislative assembly rules and uh, breached the con and, and constituted misconduct essentially by Craig James. And remember the luggage? This was one of those things that kind of people really grabbed upon where there were allegations that the uh, clerk at the time, Craig James, had bought this you know, nice set of luggage 
claimed that it was for the legislature, so got reimbursed for it, and tried to make the argument that, uh, oh, this is for legislature use. Anybody who needs luggage at the legislature can use this luggage. Uh, She found the same thing for the particular luggage. She says, I conclude that the luggage was acquired for Mr. James's personal use and that the associated claims and reimbursement breached legislative assembly rules and policies and constituted misconduct. That's also a big one there. Uh, So also, as I said, lots of details on this that we are still kind of trying to work out here. Uh, But one of the resulting uh, things of this is that Craig James, who up until now had been suspended as the clerk, has retired effective today. Uh, A non-financial settlement has been reached in that case. So all of this information coming out right now. Let's have a listen to Mike Farnworth, the NDP House leader who rose moments ago in the legislature to talk about this. The findings of Ms. McLaughlin are as follows. The Sergeant-at-Arms, Mr. Lenz, did not engage in misconduct with respect to any of the five allegations Having considered the findings of the special investigator with the benefit of legal counsel and in a manner that respects procedural fairness, Mr. Lenz continues on administrative leave with pay and benefits pursuant to the motion adopted by this House on November 20, 2018, and in accordance with the terms and conditions set out in that order. With respect to the clerk, The special investigator found that Mr. James did engage in misconduct with respect to four of the five allegations, specifically in relation to making expense claims for improper purchases of a personal nature by directing the creation of three benefits to his personal advantage outside of established protocols improperly removing legislative assembly property from the legislative precinct without accounting for it, and by improperly using legislative property for personal purposes. I wish to inform this House that Craig James has retired, effective today, and that a non-financial settlement has been reached between Mr. James and the Legislative Assembly. That is Mike Farnworth, the uh, House leader speaking in the legislature just moments ago. Obviously, still lots of questions about this forthcoming. There were lots of different allegations that were made up in this McLaughlin report. In some of them, she found misconduct, and in others, she did not. For instance, the travel expenses, those trips that were taken, uh, she essentially found that a lot of them essentially fell within the rules. We may not like them. We may now find them acceptable. But technically, according to the rules at the time, they were permissible. I would expect a lot of that to change in the future. Uh, But there's still more to come on this. We're going to work through more of the details and have more for you on the legislature expanding spending scandal coming up next. Uh, For instance, the whole thing about the alcohol. Remember the allegations that the Speaker of the Legislature had levied against the clerk Craig James and Sergeant-at-Arms Gary Lentz, uh, saying that they had loaded up a whole bunch of alcohol from the legislature, taken it out of the legislature, and, and had it delivered elsewhere. Here's what the McLaughlin Report says about that in particular. 
It says, I conclude that Mr. James knowingly removed a significant quantity of alcohol from the legislative precinct without accounting for what he took or providing verifiable payment for it. This, the report says, constitutes misconduct. So the luggage has constituted misconduct, according to Beverly McLaughlin, and so has the alcohol question. And I know, just like me, you're wondering, what about the wood splitter? The wood splitter came to be this symbol, right, representing all that this scandal seemed to be about. Well, here, work with me on this one because it's a little bit tricky. The purchase of the wood splitter, according to Beverly McLaughlin, did not constitute misconduct. However, and this is a big however, the report says that Craig James's conduct following the purchase did constitute misconduct because he directly took it to his home. The report says normally facilities services would arrange for a staff person to pick up purchased equipment or arrange to have it delivered and that would all be taken care of. In this case, I guess Mr. James told the report that he offered to pick up the trailer because the shipping charge was high. The splitter was available locally, Beverly McLaughlin notes, but he also picked it up due to the delivery charge. I note, however, she says that Mr. James claimed reimbursement for at least some of this travel, offsetting the savings that he said were because of the delivery charges. The report says Mr. James kept the wood splitter and trailer in his custody until November 2018, almost a year after he brought them home. The critical question is, why? And this is all right in the report. Mr. James says he kept the wood splitter and trailer because there was no suitable place to store them on the legislative precinct. Beverly McLaughlin says, I reject this explanation. Indeed, the report says it borders on nonsensical. That's the word she uses in the report, nonsensical. She said witnesses who testified on this matter stated unequivocally that there was suitable space to store the wood splitter and trailer at the legislative precinct and then goes on to detail all of the different, uh, you know, people who and their names are all blacked out who testified it could have gone here, it could have gone there, could have been put over here. Mr. James maintains that a concrete pad was required for the trailer. This was rejected. Uh, anybody said the packed gravel was suitable or even a preferable base for this. As has been sensibly observed by others, the McLaughlin report says, why would Mr. James have endorsed the purchase of this equipment if there was no room on the legislative precinct to store it? Had the anticipated emergency occurred, Beverly McLaughlin says, the equipment would have been useless unless stored at the legislative precinct. So that kind of sums up where we are at with that. That does constitute uh, misconduct in this case. The purchase didn't. The subsequent behavior did. She goes on to say, I conclude that Mr. James's retention and use of the wood splitter and trailer violated legislative assembly policy and constituted misconduct. And I should add here that she finds that there was no misconduct by uh, the Sergeant at Arms Gary Lentz with respect to the wood splitter or trailer. So again, lots more in this report. Uh, It is very detailed and she clearly spoke to a lot of people, many witnesses to kind of break down each and every allegation in this. And if you want to read 
this for yourself. It's very interesting reading. You can go to the uh, legislative website. It is www.ledge, as an L-E-G, dot B-C, dot C-A. You can see it there for yourself. As mentioned by Health Mike Farnworth just moments ago, Craig James, the person who's at the center of all of this, has retired effective immediately, and a non-financial settlement was reached in this case. Now, he has released a letter, and this is what it says. Uh, He said, this morning, I retired as clerk of the Legislative Assembly. I have been in public service for more than four decades with the Legislative Assembly for more than 32 years. But I have had enough. I have been publicly ridiculed and vilified. This is Craig James's letter. He said, my family has been deeply hurt and continues to suffer humiliation. In an effort to put an end to that, I have decided to retire and reach a settlement with the Legislative Assembly. When the speaker's allegations were finally disclosed to me, I had much to say about them. I provided detailed written submissions and supporting documents, all of which are in the possession of the Legislative Assembly, many of which are not referred to or addressed in the special investigator's report, Craig James says, and almost none of which are likely known to the public or the press at this time. I believe the public has a right to see those submissions and documents so they can know and understand the whole picture and judge the truth of these matters for themselves. Now, again, if you go through the McLaughlin report, it's very detailed about all the different witnesses and the policies. Like clearly goes deep into the policies of what is appropriate, what's allowed, uh, what is acceptable, and what is not acceptable. So there is a lot of detail in the McLaughlin report. And again, if you want to take a look at it for yourself, by all means, do so. You'll find it on their website. And again, throughout this whole process, if you want to weigh in with your thoughts on this, uh, go ahead and email me, simi at cknw.com. Uh, you can also use our buzz line, 604-331-BUZZ, 331-2899. Uh, Carol had emailed me to say, uh, listen, what is alcohol doing in the ledge in the first place? Isn't it a place of work and governing? Uh, Carol, yeah, there were a lot of questions about that, especially considering the allegations and the amount of alcohol that were involved in those allegations. It, it really... I think, I don't know, put a thorn in people's sides about how outrageous this stuff was. And a lot of this did. I should mention here that it did find that there's no misconduct on the part of Gary Lentz, the sergeant at arms. Each and every allegation goes through both of these people. And as I mentioned, for many of them, there was misconduct found on the part of Craig James, the now retired former clerk of the legislature, Uh, but a different story for Gary Lentz, the sergeant at arms here. Uh, Just to go through some of what I have talked about already, the areas that really, that people, you know, remembered very widely. The suits. There were allegations that brought up by the speaker of the legislature that when they traveled to these fancy schmancy conferences over in the UK that the clerk at the time had bought these very expensive suits and claimed reimbursement for them because they were part of the uniform of the legislature, that they were going to be changing the uniform standards and this was all going to be needed. And it was the same thing for dress shirts that were ordered and all sorts of other stuff. Uh, What the McLaughlin report found is that those suits uh, breached legislative assembly rules and policies and constituted misconduct by James. So those purchases, too extravagant. What about the luggage? 
found the same thing for the luggage because that was another one of those things that everybody grabbed onto going, who has pools of luggage for people to use at the legislature? Well, turns out nobody was using that shared luggage at the legislature. And the report finds that the purchase and reimbursement also breached legislative assembly rules and policies and constituted misconduct. As for the alcohol that Carol mentioned there, uh, the report says and concludes that Mr. James knowingly removed a significant quantity of alcohol from the legislative precinct without accounting for what he took or providing verifiable payment for it and says this constitutes misconduct. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. And remember, that was the allegation that he had loaded it up into a truck and then driven it up to the former speaker, Bill Beresoff's house up in the interior. Uh, that's all dealt with in this report as well. So now continuing coverage of the expenses scandal at the legislature on the Simi Sarah show. Keith Baldry is going to be a busy man today. He's going to be wanted everywhere. So let's quickly get to him now so he can help us out with some analysis here. Hi, Keith. Hey, Simi. What's going on here? (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. Okay, so Craig James gets to retire. No financial settlement. Gary Lentz, no misconduct. What happens to him? Uh, Gary Lentz remains on administrative leave um, uh, with full pay and, uh, and benefits and pending the results of the special prosecutor and RCMP investigation. It's conceivable he comes back to work. Uh, it's also conceivable that he is given a financial settlement, but uh, he's basically everything's on hold with Mr. Lentz pending the outcome of that special prosecutor uh, and RCMP investigation. Mr. James, though, as you mentioned, has now been, quote, retired with yeah. a non-financial um, package. Uh, from the Legislative Assembly. Going through Beverly McLaughlin's report, she's uh, not only critical of Mr. James uh, and and clearing Mr. Lenz, but uh, is quite critical of uh, just how the whole place has been managed by the the LAMSI, Legislative Assembly Management Committee. She said basically this was allowed to get out of hand because there was no proper oversight, uh, no really super... um, lack of clarity and accountability in the administrative structure is how she put it. She's also critical of the Speaker, uh, saying he did not ex- uh, consistently exercise supervisory authority over the, the clerk and uh, investigating um, he took his role as an investigator at the expense of his, his duties as a, as a Speaker. So he failed in his role as a Speaker because he jumped into an investigative role of, um, of these two officers. Right. So bombshell um, and Simi, I just got to jump off. I got to get on BC okay, One. Okay, off you go. Bye, Keith. Okay, okay, if you want to see him, you can see him on BC One, of course, momentarily. Uh, we're going to be talking more about this. Lots of questions. Uh, we know that Mike Farnworth and Mary Polak and Sonia now, who are the three party house leaders, have also uh, been holding a press conference on this particular issue. Uh, they're talking about essentially what happens now. As the report mentions, there was no misconduct on the part of Sergeant at Arms Gary Lentz. So he is going to remain for now 
on administrative leave, which means that he has benefits and pay. Remember, both of these men were suspended with pay in November of last year. In the case of Craig James, he is retired as of today. Uh, no, uh, no financial settlement is how it has been put. So what, what do you do then with Gary Lentz? The, there is no misconduct found on his part. The McLaughlin report's very clear on that. Uh, so essentially, I guess it's a bit of a waiting game on that front to see what happens there. And I am going to once again recommend people to read the report yourself in its entirety, right? Nothing like knowing all everything just for yourself. You can find that at ledge.bc.ca. That's leg.bc.ca. And as Keith was pointing out, it does just because in some areas no misconduct was found doesn't mean that the potential for that wasn't found. Uh, the McLaughlin report cites the fact that there a lot of the policies and directives here were not specific enough to find misconduct in some cases. Uh, in the probably most publicized cases, yes, uh, she did, for instance, the luggage. She did find that, that uh, the reimbursement, the claims for the luggage uh, constituted misconduct by uh, Craig James, the alcohol found that Mr. James knowingly removed a significant quantity of alcohol without accounting for what he took or providing verifiable payment for it. That constituted misconduct. And of course, the wood splitter, the big one. Here's where I thought was really interesting. The purchase of the wood splitter did not breach any rules. The purchase of the wood splitter was okay. It was what happened after the purchase of the wood splitter. The McLaughlin report says that constituted misconduct, uh, mainly because the clerk took it directly to his home, even though there was adequate space to store it at the legislature, uh, didn't really you know, specify and, and all this other stuff that went on with it. So yeah, lots of questions as well about what happens next. I'll tell you what we'll do. Uh, we will bring you more of the press conference that happened on this. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about it, that, and specifically that uh, non-financial settlement that Craig James has received. Uh, Mike Farnworth was asked about that, and here's what he had to say. What does a non-financial uh, arrangement with Craig James, what can you tell us about that? What I can tell you is it, just what that term means. It is a non financial settlement. Um, when we uh, received the report from Justice McLaughlin, um, and as you know, during this whole uh, uh, issue, uh, we have uh, sought the advice, uh, expert legal advice, from a well-recognized employment lawyer. And as such, uh, her advice has guided us through how we uh, handle the report from once we received it to ensure, one, uh, proper administrative fairness is done, uh, that we minimize uh, any liability to the legislature, and uh, to ensure that things are done in a proper manner. So does it mean he gets his public service pension and he won't sue for wrongful dismissal in return? There is employment law in this country, and um, everyone, regardless of how they leave, is entitled to, if they work in the, the, the public service, the standard public service pension. Boy, he was picking his words very carefully there, wasn't he? He was kind of like stepping here, stepping there, saying things very, very carefully. Uh, when it comes, remember there was all those allegations as well with the clerk about uh, his retirement benefit, his vacation pay, and all of that kind of stuff? Well, the McLaughlin report says on that front, on the evidence before me, says Beverly McLaughlin, I conclude that Mr. James engaged in misconduct by directing the creation of three benefits to his personal advantage 
outside of established protocols. The 2012 retirement benefit, the 2018 resignation benefit, and the death benefit proposed in the November 9th, 2017 letter. Once again, she said the allegations do not pertain to Mr. Lent. So there were some other funny things going on there financially as well that she found that did constitute misconduct. And once again, not the case for Mr. Lentz, according to this report. So what happens to him now? Uh, Mr. Farnworth has also asked about that. In the case of Mr. Lentz, um, there, are, uh, there are still um, a number of issues. There are still some processes underway. There is the audit by the Auditor General. Uh, but there is also still the, the police investigation is underway. Uh, and until uh, that has been resolved, uh, the current status uh, for Mr. Lenz will continue, which is, which is administrative leave with full pay and benefits, and obviously um, with uh, uh, Chief Justice McLaughlin's findings uh, as they relate to the Speaker's report. Right. Once again, very careful words there. And also, what about the cost of all this? I mean, in the end, I think we have to say it's worth it because a lot of things are going to get fixed at the legislature as a result of this. Long term, uh, politicians aren't going to be taking those junkets anymore. Neither are the legislature employees. And there's going to be a lot of tightening up of the rules. So we're going to get financial accountability. But how much did it cost for us to get there, including the cost of this investigation? Here's his response on that. Uh, at this point, uh, I'm not in a position to tell you, uh, but what I can tell you is this. Um, I think Justice McLaughlin, uh, former Just- Chief Justice McLaughlin, did an outstanding job. I think the report is worth every penny uh, because it's not just about dealing with the, the allegations uh, that we asked her to, but I think the public expects and all members of the House expect that this place functions the way that it's supposed to. And I can tell you that these recent events has caused, um, I think, significant questions in the minds of the public, but also in the people who work in this building. And so I view the, uh, the McLaughlin report as important, not just in terms of dealing with the allegations um, in contained in the speaker's report, but also in restoring and helping to start to restore confidence uh, in this institution. So why can you not tell us what the cost is yet when you're saying it's worth every penny? Because quite, well, because all of those things have to be added and there's financial reporting and those statements come out when they come out. But what I'm saying is, is that when I read that report, we wanted somebody, an eminent jurist, whose findings would beyond reproach, that would not be questioned, that people could read and could understand, and that's exactly what we got. And that uh, we were able to make a decision with the full confidence that uh, what we were doing was right, what we were doing was fair, and what we were doing is in the best interests of um, the legislature and ultimately the public. Now, you've heard a lot, obviously, from the House Leader, because that is the government House Leader, Mike Farnworth. But there's House Leaders for the other parties as well, including the BC Liberals and the Greens. And they were all there at that media availability. They have all been dealing with this particular issue. So one of the other questions that was asked is, any dissent here? Are they all in agreement on this one? And here's what they had to say. And all three of you are unanimous. Yes. Yes. I, yes. I, I just want to say that we have all worked very hard and together and there has not been this has not been on the basis of partisanship or 
anything like that other than to do what's right and what's in the best interest of this institution. All right. So what do you think about what you've heard so far? You've got some misconduct that uh, has come out as a result of the McLaughlin report, confirmed, we should say, by the McLaughlin report, and some that was not. Uh, Gary Lentz, once again, we will uh, mention, uh, did not engage in misconduct, according to this report. He remains on administrative leave with pay and benefits. Craig James, uh, some cases were that did constitute misconduct, according to the McLaughlin report, retired effective immediately with a non-financial settlement. And of course, there's questions about what all of that actually means. And OU have been busy calling our buzz line on this topic because I know people want to see this problem fixed. From the moment this story broke back in late November of last year. It has outraged when you hear about some of the details and the allegations that have been going on about this. We're getting more and more clarity, lots of recommendations in this report as well. Essentially what Beverly McLaughlin is saying here is, listen, you got to tighten up this ship. You've got to put the proper policies in place to make it absolutely clear what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. Now, we've had a lot of reaction on our buzz line, as I mentioned, about this. That number, 604-331-BUZZ. We had a caller who had some questions about what happens next. So we find out in the legislature's spending scandal that the clerk's a thief and decides to retire today. My question is, now that that non-financial agreement, now is the RTMP going to go after him and charge him with theft? Because he stole from us, essentially. He stole. Okay, I can answer some of those questions for you. This McLaughlin report doesn't have anything to do with the special prosecutor's investigation, which is still ongoing. We also know that the allegations had also been sent to the Victoria Police, so we know there is also that investigation. That has nothing to do with the retirement and the McLaughlin report that came out today. So at some point, we will hear more about that. So it may not be the end of it. Right. There is there are still those reports uh, that have to and investigations that have to be dealt with. Uh, We had another caller who had some questions about what was revealed in the report. With Craig James getting a non-financial agreement, does that mean he just doesn't get charged and they don't have to pay him his pension? No. That's not what that means. What the non-financial agreement means is you go your way, we go ours. Don't you can't sue for wrongful dismissal. This is the end of the matter. And probably he's probably still getting his pension, but it has nothing to do with any potential if there is criminal aspect to this. That will be entirely separate, uh, and whatever fallout may come if there is something criminal would then have to be dealt with. And I think that's why you heard Mike Farnworth being very careful in how he tiptoed around the discussions regarding the retirement. As I mentioned just now, there is more to come on this because there is this police investigation. There is this special prosecutor who, not one but two, right, looking into this. So there, that, that really doesn't, we don't know what the end result of that is. This is just the report at the legislature the employer of this person. That's it. Nothing more. So there is still more to come on that. We had a caller who thinks that the McLaughlin report signifies a shift in how people are appointed to these kinds of positions and how they will be overseen and judged. It just goes to show you that after a while, even though you go in with good intentions and you become complacent and perhaps maybe you become um, that the entitlement that you feel you should have 
even though some of these positions that people hold, like Senate positions, um, all the ones to where you're appointed and you're not voted in and it's like almost you stay there forever, those are the types of people who, you know, absolute power, absolute corruption. So this is where we need to look at whether or not these people should be able to stay in positions, and if they keep being the same people in the same position, then I think that um, they need to be evaluated, and we need to look at that. Lots of changes are coming out of this. It's not what you do. It's how you go about it. And apparently, the speaker, he got his revenge and his claim to fame by pointing out things that we needed to know. However, let's just hope that this is the start of a clean, more transparent government for all parties. I think it will signify that. In fact, I think that is going to be the benefit that comes out of all of this outrageousness that we have been you know, talking about here. Uh, one of the other interesting things that Mike Farnworth said is that he expects to put a motion before the House next week that would create an all-party committee that would choose a new clerk. And he said that process will be an open competition and says that the successful candidate will need to have unanimous support to be appointed. Uh, so that's a much different you know, step than what we have seen in the past. So the hiring of a new clerk will be a very different process than what we have seen in the past. And there will be new rules put in place about spending, uh, what constitutes misconduct, what the clerk can, can't do. So there are, this is definitely going to change things. Uh, we had a caller who said, listen, this report is all fine and good too, but wants to get the money back on this. Okay, Mr. Uh James is gone. He retires. Okay. Next up, get the money refunded for the items that were taken or purchased without proper authorization. Go through. Finish the job. Do not just let him go with the full retirement package. You must recover the money that was spent on items that should not have been purchased. All right, but what about what does Daryl Pluckus have to say about that? Well, actually, he was just asked about getting the money back, and here's what he said. Do you think that will be repaid back? Well, I think it's very complicated legally. I think there's issues with regard to time limits. Uh, I mean, a, a labor lawyer would be better able to answer that, but uh, I think as it stands now... But British Columbia, do they deserve to have that money back? Well, I think I had said a long time ago that I think monies that were people received that they shouldn't have received, taxpayers should get that money back. All right, so that's the speaker, Daryl Pleckis, talking.